This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another hot week of hafta. I'm Abhinandan Sekri and I will just introduce the panel. Before that I would just like to plug my usual plug. Kindly contribute and subscribe to News Laundry. We are an ad-free model because when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers are served so we need you to support us and make sure good journalism keeps going and we've had some very good journalism this week on News Laundry with TRVX piece so I would urge you to also read that you'll find the link below and he is also joining us on our panel all the way from where are you awake right now I'm in Bangalore you're in Bangalore so the only city with worse traffic than Delhi congratulations Vivek but it is called infinitely better weather अच्छा बच्चू हमारे वी हैव जार्ट्स व्हाट डू यू हैव वी हैव गुड बियर आल्सो यार वेरी गुड वी हैव वी हैव गाउडास बिग मुस्ताशियस पुलिसमैन कनाडी गाज हाँ एडजस्ट मारी ओके सो फॉर दोस ऑफ यू डोंट नो टीआर वेक इज जर्नलिस्ट बेस्ड आउट ऑफ बेंगलोर ही इज वर्क्ड विद द इकोनॉमिक टाइम्स ओपन आउटलुक ही वाज विद द स्वराज मैगजीन एस द कोफाउंडर राइट व्हेन इट वाज रिवाइव्ड यू वर इन द कोफाउंडिंग टीम यस आई वाज वन ऑफ द कोफाउंडर्स यस एंड टिल रिसेंटली यू वर एन एडिटर एट एशिया नेट न्यूज़ वेबसाइट न्यूज़ेबल एंड यू हैव कोऑथर्ड द बुक क्रिकेट एंड कॉमर्स आईपीएल एंड इनसाइड स्टोरी राइट दैट्स करेक्ट यस ओके सो दैट इज वेक आल्सो ऑन द पैनल टुडे इज आनंद वर्धन हाय आनंद हेलो Ranga uncle who is busy not inventing stuff and cures to diseases like TB. Hello. And Manisha Pandey Hi. who is back. You were here last week or I was here. I was here last week. You were here. Week. That's ridiculous. Okay. He's sitting on the table and he's asking were you here last week? No because she was typical of him. She was on leave for 2 3 weeks na. Right? Easy to ignore a female employee like this. I'll show her her place. <laughs> Speaking of so okay. uh, uh missing from the panel today are uh, Madhut Rehan uh and atul uh, executive editor who's not well actually we are waiting um, he may have chicken gunia oh my god so blood report ka wait ho raha hai so uh, what all we discussing today is uh, mr sridharan the metro man not invited for the inauguration of metro rail but then invited apparently because of the impact of one channel we will tell you which <laughs> uh, then the naga leader ss khaplang died last week uh, we have a piece on news laundry on that and also our former colleague arunab saikya's piece on scroll what does the death of naga leader mean for the future of militants in the northeast then we will also discuss vivek's report on kaveri based on the burn he did a two week trek down the river up river is that right vivek Yes, yes. Uh, uh, week long trek. Week long trek. And uh, Amit Shah calls Mahatma Gandhi chatur baniya. Is that a compliment? As some are saying, some are saying it's an insult. <laughs> Ram Gohas piece. Does Gandhi have a caste? And Tejas Harad's rebuttal to that on News Laundry. And then the Rajasthan court sentences RT activist Nikhil Day and four hours to jail in 19-year-old case. I read about this. It's hysterically funny. Vijay Malya's bail extended till December the fourth, so he's chilling for another few months. Narendra Modi will meet Donald Trump. I can't wait for that meeting. I want to see what that handshake will be like. <laughs> uh and uh, states keep the farm waiver farm loan waivers going. We have a very interesting email associated with that today. And uh, Mukul Rohatgi the Attorney General declines an extension of term and Shivraj Singh Chauhan breaks his fast on day 2 with Nariyal ka pani with about 15,000 sidekicks looking on. Uh three films based on political issues have um, being denied screening at the Kerala festival because INB ministry refused to give them 
um, a certificate that apparently they need. And the journalists got together at the press club last Friday where I was live tweeting. And we can discuss that in a little more detail as well. But first, let's go with our panelist from Bangalore so that the phone doesn't explode in your ear if you keep it for so long and overheat. No, I'm, I'm used to I'm used to long corporate calls and discussions of Excel sheets and PowerPoint presentations over the phones. So then you probably don't use a Samsung. That is the one which was exploding all over the place. Yeah, yeah, Samsung uh, Galaxy. E- even Abhinandan is used to long corporate calls. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I, I, I can't tell you how they depress me. Yeah, now that you are a hotshot CEO, I think you better CEO. get used to it. अबे साले वीक मांगना बंद कर साले काम कर मैंने कहा तू दे दे पैसे चल खैर तो विवेक कंग्रेचुलेशन ऑन योर पीस इट्स फैंटास्टिक थैंक यू थैंक यू वेरी मच एंड आई वाज रियली टच्ड बाय द केयर एंड अटेंशन यू जॉनली गेव इट अरे आई थिंक इफ नॉट फॉर दोस वंडरफुल इलस्ट्रेशंस एस आई टोल्ड यू दिस took care of that and anish really this is our pleasure brought his creative <laughs> yeah you know yeah. instincts in uh, who's a fantastic illustrator great fun thinking of the illustrations and everything uh, so thank you thank you team news laundry yes now tell me uh, a why did you want to do a long piece on this cover issue do you think it has not been I and mean, we've seen 24 hour coverage whenever the lads of bangalore decide to start behaving like the lads of delhi and burning um, vehicles really, um i i've been um planning to do a story on kaveri for a fairly long time in fact i've been exploring a book idea on the kaveri um to give you a slightly less glorious answer why i decided to do it now was that i was without a job and i had ample time hmm and, you know i packed my bags on fine morning because my wife and daughter happened to be in bombay for summer vacations so it was ideal for me to sort of you know a nice time for to uh, gallivant around hmm. um you know when i was editing newsable last uh, uh, i i was there till october last year and the the riots in bangalore peaked at around september you know when the uh, supreme court orders came uh, asking karnataka to release water i think uh, a lot of bangaloreans uh, feel that you know they hadn't seen this kind of heightened violence since the 90s and uh, i happen to live in a fairly tamil dominated area in bangalore what happened and, in the 90s sorry just uh, uh, why yeah. why in the 90s why was the violence back then uh, i think i think 90s was when you know jayalalitha took, took a fairly intransigent stance and uh, there were several again successive uh, failed monsoons um, so the, the situation was pretty dire I then see. and okay. and 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 which is when you know uh, uh, this this thing of chauvinism and uh, subnationalism it kind of sort of peaked at that point and then and then petered out over the years and it was the first time after a very long time that it reared its ugly head in bangalore hmm. and um, you had this uh, pathetic sight of uh, you know local uh, media channels fanning the flames of chauvinism and uh, sort of linguistic nationalism uh, you know and and uh, as i mentioned in the story about the a fleet operator sort of the entire 40 bus fleet was burned down uh, you know there were reports of thugs roaming the streets who would make tamils read pamphlets written in kannada and if they couldn't sort of they would be marked out for uh, you know 
treatment hmm. so these are the several sort of scary stories one did encounter and you know obviously a lot of lot of it was in the realm of rumors as well so this was my first uh, first hand encounter with uh, the violence associated with kaveri so uh, you know it's been sort of annoying at my head for a long time so i thought maybe it's a good time to uh, capture all of it right uh so um by the way anand's have you guys read it of course and oh. if i can say it was uh, one of the best pieces i have read in a very very long time congratulations vivek thank you thank you thank you anand has always been generous no it is praise for my pieces i'm very sparse with my compliments and this one is fully no. deserving D- okay do you see a solution or are uh, we is this one of those i'm not an expert i'm 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 merely a journalist Hmm. Uh, not my place to make such grandiose predictions from from but from what i've seen you know it's a, it's a very very messy and tangled situation um you know especially because both sides have taken now maximalist positions and any sort of given take on either side will be seen as a sell out you know and the opposition then will make life difficult for whichever government uh you know arrives at a negotiated settlement for this so this is a classic so, sorry this is a classic case of the national interest and the state interest being contradictory if you want to win the election the state you got to compromise the national interest of peace and harmony right so there's no meeting yes, ground yes yeah and i think uh, you know no party is in a win win situation right now i think you know uh, it it will be especially in tamil nadu uh, you know uh, it will be seen as a big setback for tamil pride and you know uh, sort of compromising the interest of tamils uh, if you've noticed uh, you know the tamil shamans have been very very touchy about such issues mm. uh, over the past decade or so and you know it, these these kind of the sri lankan tamil issue the kaveri issue really dominates the public discourse there and uh, you know they they're very touchy and they've taken a taken an extremely maximalist position right. i think there is no uh, there is no leeway for any politician to step back right um okay now let's just move on to another uh, issue uh, anand rangankar if you can just come in cuz you specially requested we speak about this is mr sridharan not being invited for an inauguration could you just give us in two lines what happened and why you think it was outrageous and what kind of coverage it got yeah so i think uh, yesterday afternoon i just saw on on, on twitter i think um, <clears throat> I, i forget the uh, i think it was cardius max or someone someone who's who's a uh, mallu hmm. who's uh, tweeting a piece from um, manorma i think hmm. or some you know some malayali uh, this thing and uh, so the kochi metro is going to be inaugurated on the 17th i think right and the prime minister is going to inaugurate it and he's going to be there and uh, as it transpired the pmo has had excluded um the name of the the guy who made essentially made the kochi metro which is dr e sridharan is it the uh, center that organized the event or does the state have anything to do with it well i mean the state requested after the state got to know that this has happened the state the cmo of uh, kerala they requested the pmo to uh, was it just an uh, oversight or 
with the really so, you know i mean the whole thing is so yesterday the whole day was the controversy that you know how and this was so petty and you know it's just um, ungracious and i think we seem to be doing this more than once in fact a lot of times in fact i remember the the launch of the rotavac vaccine uh and on the dais uh, the scientists who made it were, were absent there was you know the politicians were there modi ji was there and you know with this huge placard of rota rota vaccine but the actual scientists so, were not yeah uh, so this is this is the case and then i think today dhanya just tweeted the news minute hmm. has covered it that the pmo has agreed agreed to include uh, uh you know dr sridharan's name which is and uh, news minute says take back the snub i'm sorry this is this is not taking back the snub they should apologize profusely But and the should, but you know. India Today is saying it happened because of them. <laughs> it's an India Today impact. I I don't know. So well, as probably India Today's impact also wiped out the dinosaurs. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> These impacts. Um, Mr. Vardhan, your view. So I cannot go into the details of the case, but of course. But see, at micro level, if you go to remote areas in district towns. you will find that the chief guests for school events are superintendents of police hmm. so they are yeah <laughs> you will actually find it that they are superintendent yes. superintendents of so police <laughs> district magistrate their wives well. and their wives and the wife is supposed to be the first lady of the district hmm. dm's wife so uh, uh, assuming that he is the of course the first citizen hmm. so uh, uh, that <laughs> yeah i means hmm. so it it's a magnified form of that psyche that uh, the administrative part or the uh, the governmental part of any project has to be at the front and uh, the uh, that has been a general denic uh, general what you can say uh, it was never uh, given a high place so i cannot say it's a diminution but uh, uh, it's a a kind of uh, lower place that is given to technocrats scientists intellectuals in the organizational paraphernalia of our society of and, and the, that may be true but you know there were uh, i i i fished out two prior instances where uh, dr manmohan singh when he was a prime minister and he inaugurated a couple of metro projects hmm. in both cases uh, sridharan was next to him Hmm. So it's not that you know they do it all the time But or he is a like big that. enough man he, that that was that may be an oversight I mean you have said but he is a big man but in general I miss Yeah I, I get am, I get the point uh, you're making yes, that's yes. a part of our uh -huh. culture you know it's it's uh, Manisha your view No view on no this No view okay I have He should a, have been invited I think Someone has a view uh, on I I I I want to ask if there is some back story to this act of churlishness. Yeah, Haan, you know, I dear. I kind of dug out one instance where a prime minister was quite friendly with Isri Dharan, and in fact, uh, before the 2014 general elections, uh, Dr. Sridharan also voiced his opinion, saying that Modi would be a very good prime minister, is good for development and everything. In 2015, uh, uh, prime minister took a trip in Delhi Metro and he tweeted. Thank you, Sri Dharanji, or something. He didn't meet him. Hmm. Hmm. Incidentally, I could not find. I Google searched. I could not find any photograph of Sri Dharan. Yeah, them together. But then in 2016, Sri Dharan said this bullet train thing is complete hogwash, and you should hmm. not have these bullet trains. Nice. First, improve the uh, you know the infrastructure of the existing railways and all that. Hmm. So um, I don't know. So I mean, I'm, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but. 
चीफ गेस्ट हु चौकड़ी मार के जब जमीन पे बैठा फिर उठने भी नहीं पाया मतलब यू नो दैट इज द काइंड ऑफ मैन ही वाज बोरिंग एज शिट स्पीच व्हाट वैल्यू यू ऐड टू द स्टूडेंट्स लाइव्स आई मीन सो कभी फाइनेंस मिनिस्टर को बुला लिया कभी पीएम को बुला लिया और कुछ वैल्यू नहीं ऐड करते थे लोग और वंस इन वाइल अगर कोई इंटरेस्टिंग बंदा था अरे कोई एक जनरल आया था बड़ा हंसाया उसने इट वॉज यू नो जनरल बख्शी बट एनी वे सो बिफोर आई मूव ऑन टू द नेक्स्ट इशू I have this email. I'm imagining Bakshi in Doon School now. <laughs> Damn it! Abir Das Gupta. This is an email from Abir Das Gupta. Uh, Vivek, we always read out three emails from our subscribers. Okay. So Abir has written an email. It is an amazing email. I will urge everyone to read the whole piece. It is like many of our emails, uh, as good as our pieces, if not better, some of them. Abir writes. I am a long time listener and I used to subscribe off and on in the pre-paywall days. Now I'm a regular subscriber. I have something sometimes thought of sending you the kind of mammoth emails that you read out when multiple points are raised and addressed. Various suggestions made and a more generalized response is brought up to News Laundry as an organization in the media landscape. I may still send that email at some point. However, this mail is in response to the discussion in Hafta 123. about the killings of farmers in madhya pradesh and the larger points that were raised and i will stick to discussing only this issue so uh, i'm just telling our listeners so abir has said that he will send us the mammoth mail later this mail is only to specifically talk about an issue we had raised and this email is 2571 words <laughs> so abir i look forward to your mammoth mail i'm hoping it will be a book <laughs> but i must say jokes aside uh fascinating you're obviously very well read and intelligent person and we really appreciate such mails and urge our listeners to read them i won't be able to read all 2571 words because going by the normal 100 words a minute kind of talking pace this will take me 25 minutes to read uh, which would take up a third of the hafta time so i will read out certain key points and i will urge the listeners to read the rest on their own on our website So Abir says as a personal disclaimer I have to add that I am not an economist or sociologist my training is in the field of cultural studies which draws heavily on disciplines like econ- economics and sociology and anthropology and thus I have read a lot of the material that is f- foundational to these disciplines I'm sure an economist or a sociologist would be much more familiar with the concepts that I invoke here and therefore much better equipped to theoretically deal with the issue uh, again uh, as I said Abir uh, an economist don't count on sociologist ka keh nahi sakte There are a few general points that I wanted to bring up before addressing some of the comments that were made. It is often said in general about capitalism that it was a system that replaced feudal socio-economic order in the context in which it originated in Western Europe. While this process has been studied by many scholars, the paradigmatic analysis is probably that of Karl Marx. Caveat: While I find it exceedingly sad that such a caveat is necessary, given our political reality, I feel the need to add it. Citing Karl Marx as an argument. is typically a good way to have your argument dismissed without further thoughts as lefty propaganda 
as a scholar though marx's influence on the social science is pervasive and it is impossible as a serious scholar of anything to ignore his work i completely agree with you abir in fact a lot of people who write him off will not be able to tell marxism from socialism from communism they think it's all one and the same i am looking at you anand <laughs> <laughs> but you know there was no term like communism even uh, lenin they used to use socialism scientific hmm. socialism they used to call scientific socialism So uh, then uh, I'll another chunk I'll read is is a beer from JNU cultural studies No he's not apparently No so, there's a discipline called cultural studies in JNU Oh I don't know I maybe a beer from JNU Then he goes on to speak a lot about how you know labor changed you know structures changed the labor force could sell their ability to the highest bidder as opposed to you know feudal labor and uh, then um, in his mail basically he goes on to talk about how this entire system of industrialization and the labor dynamic with governments and as consumers was different in europe and is different in india because here it was established on an already deeply caste ridden and a you know it wasn't just feudalism in the governance sense here it's deep rooted it's it's caste it is you know almost as part of our dna and therefore how we deal with it is is different and he says in context of the killings in madhya pradesh of the farmers and he has two inputs specifically i mean i'll again quote abir in marxist terms primitive accumulation remained an incomplete process with very small parts of india's population being able to turn into free agents most remaining beholden to the feudal order and he when he talks about primitive accumulation he's talking about a few people being empowered to corner most resources in the society like an abani and ambani adani kind of thing uh, so where he's specifically talking about our discussion is how is all this relevant to the discussion of the madhya pradesh killing here i come to the scientific points raised in the hafta discussion anand raganathan pointed out that the bjp figures had come across and uh, they spoke is i guess and pointed to various incidents over the years where congress governments had killed farmers he went on to speak of it as an issue of what about re saying that it was a problem in this case because the bjp government had been elected to not repeat the congress's mistakes at one level this is right however what i wish to point out is the reason that an argument like congress also did is generally acceptable in india's politics as i said earlier the standards that governments are judged on are determined by what is acceptable as ruling ideology and in india's case feudal ideology is mostly standard therefore to appeal to the fact that congress also did it is essentially to argue that we are also ruling class they are also ruling class we work to the same standards as they do now this is where he gets it wrong mm. uh, <clears throat> and this is half limited reading and this is very common that you find you know where you have uh, 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 you know people of a certain ideology saying so when i uh, my thing was totally restricted to uh, uh, you know congress spokespersons and other people saying that look at this uh, you know uh, these killings are happening and if i remember what i said right although i might be mistaken it was actually i was saying there are people who are saying that कांग्रेस ने भी ये किया है मीनिंग दैट आई मेंट देर आर बीजेपी सपोर्टर कांग्रेस द रिलेशनशिप बिटवीन द रूलिंग एंड द रूल्ड और वट आई कॉल द गवर्निंग एंड द गवर्न इज स्टैंडर्ड सो इट्स नॉट दैट अनरिजनेबल थिंग फॉर बीजेपी सपोर्टर टू से इज वट ही सेंग Right, but I mean, there are two, two or three things here. One it's is that it's still problematic, but he is explaining why it is so. 
why these actually if i you know uh, he has mentioned uh, but were there farmers i mean the indian express had, had a report that they did not have any land holdings you know the people who were killed well, and of course there are a lot of in congress fact, most, most of these farmers don't have land holdings that peace ainat's peace says a no, lot, lot of farmers don't own but they mm. work they're farm they laborers one, so, one of them was a farm laborer i'm sure Also, he says, with regard to the violence itself, while this point might be slightly more controversial, it is my understanding that both under feudal and modern ideology, generally the state is expected to be violent. In feudal caste ideology, death and torture are legitimate exercise of power, and so are they in the national state model. Uh, and um, you know, so it's a very long mail. I really uh, encourage our readers to read it. Abir, thank you for that mail. It's a brilliant mail, uh, and he talks about Gorakshaks. He talks about labor market. हिस्टोरिकल मेथडलिज्म but uh, as karl popper has exposed the marxist uh, what you call epistemology that is theory of knowledge that uh, he closes the possibilities of history means in a, giving a blueprint for a future society now history is open to ma- uh, various possibilities you cannot say that these are the forces of production and they will uh, replicate themselves in every kind of society second problem is that any society in history has not been fully feudal fully capitalist or fully uh, socialist so these are the conceptual frameworks that we make to analyze a society sure but so, i i think yeah. also how you read marx maybe depending on the position you come with because i know both the anands are fairly hostile to marx and i'm quite um, you know favorable to him he, my position is, is scientific thing. by the way history so huh? it's different from hi, hi, uh, the, the other anands uh, okay view. but history is one I thing he <laughs> other anands he can you know um, and i'll just come to vivek after this i'd like to hear what he has to say in the context of the madhya pradesh killings and is that inevitable dep- is, no matter is, 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 Uh, reader making obliquely making this point that more things change the more they remain the same well sort uh, in, in terms of the st- structure of the state and how it is designed uh, to not be empathetic yeah i think what he's saying is that the relationship between society economics or the you know systems of deploying resources uh, and governance are complicated and no political party is really trying to change that so our expectation from one dealing with the situation differently from another are unrealistic but you know on on your history of uh, vardhan what you were saying is that while marx's reading of history may be problematic a lot of his writing is not reading history he's predicting the future which is not what i would call as a student of history now he got some right he got some wrong no he has read it in fact he uh if so, you go it's it's a philosophy of history he uh 
somehow turns Hegel on his head. Hegel said that ideas shaped the uh, dialectics of ideas shaped history. He said dialectics of material forces hmm. shaped history. So his uh, writings are more about reading of history, how history has shaped. Yeah, but what I'm saying and is on he, basis of that he he gives predicts. Pre- so predicts. in many of his predictions hmm. were right, and they were you know uh, he was a visionary in many ways. So what I'm saying is that. I don't think anyone's got everything right or everything wrong, but you know, people like Marx or Gandhi, why they 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 remain is they had a certain doordarshiness. They may have been wrong on a lot of things, but they saw way ahead, and that's why I think Marx is the force he is today. I mean, it's not for nothing that you know he remains as a critic, but he he didn't predict that capitalism would reinvent itself in many ways to uh, remain relevant. Well, and, actually, and he it's, says it collapse. It is, we'll see what happens uh, to no. it. But no, but you know, let's put it this way. I mean, of course, I'm not a historian. Uh, I have a passing interest in what you might say, quote unquote, sociology and other subjects, of course. Mm. Uh, but you know, I go by Occam's razor as far as Marx is concerned, and the reason I do that is that communism, socialism, is incompatible with the theory of evolution. Let's just put it as simple as that. It's just so is one. capitalism. No, no it's not. It's... It is completely compatible. Okay, this yes. I can argue no, with you it, on. It is. If yeah. one ism is incompatible, you say capitalism. So what you're saying is, if you talk about capitalism mm-hmm. in the pure state, like you talk about communism, mm-hmm. you think the human condition is going to in forever remain in a state where accumulation of capital, which is inevitable in capitalism, will not lead to social unrest. Do you believe that? Absolutely. And by what's happening Absolutely. around the world? That's a larger de- look, academic debate. Okay, then why socialism? Not no, I, look, hmm. I've, I hate to repeat the sentence again, but I have written a piece on this. I know. <laughs> okay. okay. And there are a couple uh, of... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, the concept of individual in uh, human beings as individual units, that is closer to human psychology. Hmm. So, uh, anyway, that's a larger academic debate. Uh, specific to this male, the points that he has uh, he is raising about peculiarities of India. Now, that was the stuff of M. N. Royes, who was a, a communist at a point of time. M. N. Royes debate with Lenin in 1925. And so, uh, but later he also. Uh, realized the futility of uh, communist thinking in Indian context and he floated some vague kind of philosophy called radical humanism. I don't know what that means. Hmm. But I know, but it, it means nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Okay, Vasik. Manisha, can you please give us your inputs then we can move on. No, no input really on this. Now, uh, I'm just listening to all. <laughs> all of us no, just I mean, I talk really shit. Know. Okay, Abir, thank you for that email. It sparked off a spirited debate here, which will continue but, you know, after it's this very is fa- over. F- very fascinating, uh, Abhinandan. They, hmm. uh, I think there's something called YouthGov or something. Uh, they analyzed the results of the recent UK elections. Hmm. And uh, it's quite remarkable that um, the younger population hmm. voted Labour hmm. and the older population voted Conservative. It's really? not remarkable at all. That's it happens it's every time. I mean, I'm just tying the it to... The younger population yeah, does the, always vote for yeah, less basically, Conservative forces. So as I said, even the older ones deserted them in droves, uh, the Conservative Party. Right, but largely when you, if you see the, the split, so it's like, you know, it's you are red when you can't pay the bill and you are blue when you are over the hill. <laughs> Essentially that. <laughs> It's or a it's a cult, you know. What it's is? a very invite communism, socialism. It's a cult, Arre very yeah. inviting cult, you know. 
as opposed to capitalism which is this oh, lovely labor ko democratic intelligent people i'll much. tell you i have anyway the the people who who describe themselves as capitalist in my life who i have encountered and generally you can just say this anecdotal but their <coughs> sense of history sociology their their fondness for reading anything is about one tenth of those who describe themselves left of center and on this i have written a piece but pew has done a research which i think manish has quoted at some point the amount they read so typically that is anyway uh, so we'll just move on to the next issue and uh, let's start with vivek on this vivek um in your view amit shah's referring to bapu gandhi as a chatur baniya tha hmm uh, a particular uh, i forget his name on swaraj he's defended amit shah saying that he was actually complimenting gandhi Mm. I don't think even Amit Shah would want that defense. He would say, "Yeah, ऐसा तो मत कर." Do you think yeah, he was? Yeah, इसमें ये ये मुझे लगता है कि थोड़ा राई का पहाड़ बन गया है इसमें. Hmm. You know, and uh, uh, you know, I, you, I'm, I'm sure you will come to Mr. Harad's rebuttal to Ram Guha. Hmm. And you know, last night Manisha and I were having a long WhatsApp exchange. Hmm. And yeah. I think this is a scourge of uh, political correctness. You know, are we too tight-assed about uh, talking about caste? हम कास्ट में जब फॉर इंस्टेंस रविंद्र जडेजा You know, which is again is sort of you know he is displaying sort of his Thakur or whatever ancestry, you know, and and performing a martial dance. Sorry, what does he do? I'm not familiar with this sword swinging of sword. Once he scores fifty on that's a Rajputana assertion that he scores the fifty or whatever. You know, an act of celebration. Sort of he does this sort of mock, uh, you know, sort of Gujarati Rajput some sword dance. With his bat. What what does he do it with? With his bat. Maybe. and and uh, you know if you remember vishal sikka's comment you know when this whole narayan murti thing was happening said that you know i will channel my sort of inner kshatriya right you know? right uh, you know should we get offended by all of this cast as you you know mentioned in a previous segment is a reality should we be less tight assed about it um i have a view on it but first anand please yeah no i i have couple of views on this one is that uh, <clears throat> i have nothing against uh people being uh you know not politically correct you know gali do galoj do jo bhi karo this thing fine but in ma- when it comes to caste when it comes to um injustices tremendous terrible injustices that india has uh, i don't know i mean they have blossomed in india over the last 2000 years you can't just put it away on the thing of that lo oh wo to aise uski bhasha aise hai to wo aise hi bolta hai and i'll give you a couple of examples where i in fact i got into a fight with uh, one person who was a homosexual that i said they you know he was uh, so this this word called queer has been appropriated hmm. so now it's e- even homosexuals use this you know i'm queer i'm queer the etymology is queer means strange hmm. right so when it started when people were addressing homosexuals as queer it was really derogatory hmm. it's the same with the n word hmm. now quentin tarantino and a lot of black people have actually appropriated the n word and you know the the idea is that you use it so much that it loses its derogatory abusive appeal sure 
but i don't like it because it at some level it negates the atrocities that were committed by people who are using it without so that was a symbol of atrocity yes exactly. you know so and when you say baniya it's it's a caste and in fact gandhi himself called himself a, a baniya you know I'm, i'm not chatur baniya i said i'm a, i'm a greedy baniya or hmm. something like that so and later on i got got to know that amit shah of course has a, a very crude kind of style in my opinion of speaking does he he's very uh, i don't think so he is not the sort well, of he, he's generally very uh, polite he uses the aap hum tum kind of a, in this how he said wo tha chatur baniya tha it's, it's, it's like very, a colloquial uh, i don't know maybe you know uh, gujarati or whatever and I, i think if i'm not mistaken he himself is a baniya hmm. i mean is, oh, is, yeah. uh, from the community so i i don't mind if people use community or gender in describing people like he or she or business community scientific community media community but when it comes to association and you trying to blur the line between caste and community i think that's very problematic now point number 2 which i want to tie in this if you permit me is that there was a wonderful at the face of it wonderful hashtag someone started walk to temple okay mm. hashtag it went viral over the past week in fact swaraj wrote a very nice piece on it that this hashtag walk to temple and people would be walking to temple as glorious i mean the oh, architecture what? as we know like a, oh, just walking walk take a photograph of the temple who you walk to or something like that now on the face of it it is astonishing i mean it tells you india was so beautiful architecturally almost pitch perfect but then one must not forget that for 2000 years okay it was on the back of discrimination that these companies horrendous discrimination where majority of the population was barred from entering these very temples mm. don't forget that you I see. see yeah i get so what you're you saying can, yeah so you can appropriate a word i mean like, in fact i can't remember was it meena kandaswamy who, who said you go back to your cave or something and i said stop using the word queer mm. and i had to dig out some scientific papers saying that look do not appropriate these words manisha your view i think a... the queer thing is basically them taking up uh, you know saying that with pride that okay we are strange get, to you don't don't, don't get but we are going to a different track like anand okay. stay on the stars and baniya remark Thank no you. but i think the queer thing is fine i think uh, it is like you know I you have to go okay amit shah uh, amit shah is of course he was being crass yeah and of course he meant it in a derogatory way i don't think he was being i i do think he would have said the Hmm. even if he was trying to like call him a chatur baniya or whatever but i think more interesting was the subsequent piece that uh, ram guha then wrote on which vivek and i didn't agree actually we were having this whole discussion what last night what was the night. disagreement so uh, so ram guha wrote a piece saying that gandhi does gandhi have a caste and his he basically argues through the piece that he doesn't have a caste he transcended caste because he didn't do what traditionally baniyas do he used to farm he used to weave hmm. he went abroad when uh, you know caste baniyas would not go abroad he adopted dalit girl Hmm. He, so we go second the Savarna case and you were taking yeah. the <laughs> very predictable. <laughs> and then News Laundry carried a piece by Tejas who said that no upper caste person can ever transcend his caste because he is precisely where he is because of his caste. Yeah. So you cannot caste uh, privilege. And that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I agree with. And I again in this argument, I'm somewhere in the middle. I I agree with completely rejecting it, and I also agree with reforming. Okay. But um, I also understand the. uh dalit writers urge now to just extend a giant middle finger to the upper caste when they say that you can transcend caste it's not a very polite piece what they just has written and i understand people can find it a bit personal hmm. but i understand that need to sort of really be harsh and uh, disruptive and radical in countering upper caste narrative and i think it is important right which Ms. is where we disagreed vivek and i okay mr vardhan 
Yeah, uh, yes, uh, two or three things. So first, now about Aap and Tum. So one of the most iconic songs on Mahatma Gandhi in popular culture addresses him as Tum. Sabarmati ke santu ne kar diya kamal aur tu bhi tha bapu bada seana. So uh, I think uh, Aap Tum does not matter. What matters is something different. So first is caste is not something that you identify yourself with what sometimes in India it also means what society sticks to you. Hmm. So you may not be uh, very conscious of your caste or you may not be casteists, casteist, but you will be somehow bracketed as such if you are uh, uh, from any caste. And uh, uh, now uh, I have to comment on Guha's piece or the rebuttal. Either. This Both. is all one big issue. Mr. Amit Shah's Banya, what is polite, Mr. Guha. Yes. Uh, okay. Biryani banado. No. As an aside, when um, Arvind Kejriwal became the yes, uh, yes, I was director, coming I to it. Ashok Malik who tweeted that you know after Himchandra Vikramaditya since 1556, this is the first Banya ruler of Delhi. And no, and uh, uh, you can check. Uh, news reports in the run-up to the 2015 assembly polls he had shot votes from trader community in I Delhi by Abhanya saying that well. I am a Banya. Hmm. So Plus I think when a cartoon appeared hmm. he said that he Agarwal's ki insult kari or ah. something you know. You hmm. remember ah, I remember this. So, so then? Yeah. Hmm. Now uh, Gandhi identifying himself uh, with a caste or not does not matter. Means uh, he was anyway leading a political party which should have been by that time be led by upper caste. He, he, and uh, Banya in many parts of the country uh, is not the quintessential upper caste. It's the right. uh, means uh, in Bihar they are given OBC status. Hmm. So uh, uh, that is why I I recall something. Uh, that uh, his grandson uh, Gopal Krishna Gandhi once told me. Hmm. Uh, uh, so he said that President K. R. Narayanan, who anyway could not uh, also shun the uh, temptation of identifying himself as a Dalit president, so uh, in uh, 1930s, he was awarded a, a scholarship for London School of Economics to study there. And he, before he went to London, he wanted to meet Mahatma Gandhi. He was given an appointment. Unfortunately, on that day, Gandhi was on fast, as on a Monbrath, not sorry. Mm. He, so it was one of his mm. various fads. So Monbrath. So he had to answer everything in writing. So he the, he asked two questions, but the relevant I am telling. He, he said that uh, in London, if people ask me that what would India do with the Dalit question, then what should I tell them as a man from that community, means that caste group. So Gandhi wrote that you tell them, he gave a very diplomatic answer, you tell them that India will decide on this question when it attains independence. Hmm. So uh, uh, so what I'm saying that he evaded the question. He, he, uh, he was not very 
एप्लोजेटिक अबाउट हिज कास्ट आइडेंटिटी और 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 ही वॉज नॉट वेरी डिफेंसिव अबाउट इट ही ही हैड अ वेरी डिफरेंट ईडियम एंड वेदर दैट वोकेबलरी ऑफ आइडेंटिटी holds in the vocabulary of republic or not is uh, uh, to be seen in some recent political trends you see that uh, uh, the assertive caste identity you see on the stickers on cars gujjar hmm. jards uh-huh. it's a mostly post 1990 phenomenon means uh, the assertion of uh, caste so identity maybe this caste stickers came around then Maybe, uh, it, maybe the assertion was always there <laughs> which was wasn't no but visible uh, in plastics the uh, it also came it coincided with the post green revolution economic empowerment of the obcs i mean i think so, there's a uh, sorry o- just finish o- OB, then o- obcs like and uh, uh, and you see some political parties have gone back on it so uh, this uh, one of the war cries of uh, mayawati in her initial phase was uh, um, tilak ta tarazu aur talwar ko maru jute tar char and the other one as well kawari hu tumhari hu uh, and the c so, word so uh, now uh, in the caste and in bihar lalu yadav said that bhura bal saaf karo that is bhumihar rajput brahman or lala in bihar lala is caste saaf karo eliminate them it was one of his electoral war cries so he was very so the i don't agree with tejas piece that the uh lower castes so called lower castes have always uh, have also tried to fight casteism with counter casteism so uh, even ambedkar uh, ambedkar's uh, uh, was correct in one way about gandhi that uh, in gujarati newspapers his writings were very conservative yeah. yes uh, in 1950s he Absolutely. gave an given oh, in, yes. in 1950s he gave an interview to the bbc, BBC. Yeah. he said that in gujarati newspapers you will see a different gandhi mm. while he r- interacts with the british press he is a different gandhi yeah. so uh, that way but uh, the uh what you say the dangerous legacy ambedkar left was that he also sought to cast uh, to fight casteism with casteism only but he, yeah, so that i don't agree with how is it casteism so, yeah, it's yeah, assertion yeah. of the lower caste no. doesn't mean yeah, i just think sorry now if i may quickly you know say my piece then we'll move on sorry mm-hmm. anand but we we'll, we'll uh, just move from but uh, you know uh, vivek what you said about yeah. a mountain out of a mole hill um i think i agree with you to a large extent that is a tendency and that's also a tendency because it's quick and lazy and easy journalism you can get a headline mm-hmm. you can get people on hafta talking about it for almost 25 minutes but at the same time i disagree that sometimes we may need to do it it'll be difficult to identify when we are making a mountain on a molehill when we are not because casteism is a deep rooted problem in our country and i think here i will agree with manisha that you know high caste privilege allows you to not have a caste identity uh, you can say i'm blind to caste but someone who have a lower caste is not blind to caste because he or she has actually suffered it and uh, as far as what amitsha said this i think executive uh, uh, atul had a very good tippani on it like uh, what you're saying is too you know i i think it does matter if tomorrow narendra modi when he gives us an interview 
I didn't say it, it doesn't so, matter. What's that? That Gandhi has been addressed that way. That way. So, yeah. no, but so, but so no, has Amit, a lot of people. But Amit Shah have, doesn't address people that way. Yeah, he mostly that. talks Amit to people Shah with very Amit Shah comes from the RSS um, thing where even a young is up. And of course, I don't think he's very polite. You see his interview with Rahul Kamal. He was but this, he'll say he was lit, Yeah, but he was... He won't say tu chupre. Ah, but, he, but the way he talked, it was... He didn't... His words had up. I mean, for example, but, let me put it this way. Sec, let w- me finish. Would, would Amit Shah say, Narendra Modi chai wala tha? Hmm. Or would he say no, chai wale no. the? Or, or let's no. say, Narendra Modi sitting with me, I'll say, Achha, Narendra, hey, bata, yaar, tu kar kya raha aajkal? So what do people say? What I'm saying is it matters. And especially from the RSS where there is this major, key, you know, but uh, coming to the caste, I, fighting caste with caste Anand, and it's interesting because this last week, you know, the week before last, we discussed an awful and awesome, uh, Bill Ma used the N-word and he was fried by everybody, including friends of his. And he's a, he's one of the few white guys who gets racism and has been fighting it for the longest time. And they said that we've taken that word. You can't have it back. I think just the way the, the black guests came and explained to him why he was wrong was excellent. You must actually, the link is below. And there is no other way, uh, Mr., uh, you know, uh, Vardhan, I mean, I don't mean disrespect. I mean to say Anand, but so there's no confusion. When your discrimination has been on a caste identity, countering it has to be on a caste identity. It cannot be with any other identity. Does that make sense or you think there's another way of dealing with it? No, it means uh, mm, the politically uh, that Vivek was pointing that uh, to be offended by everything that is politically not correct is a sign of that. It means uh, it's a kind of someti- sometimes the victim who is apparent. You see Delhi University hostels. Uh, I have met uh, many students while I was there so uh, that uh, who are not conscious of their caste once they pass class 12th and come to Delhi University many students but the hostels are divided on caste lines yes on caste lines Jubilee Hall for Bhumihars and mm. Mansar over for Rajputs and this it's ridiculous so, uh, and uh, and uh, some of the kids uh, so don't um, not being conscious about caste is no virtue in India you are uh, that kind Duly made to feel uh, conscious uh, uh, no it's a social innocence as you f- if you were some son of a, some big sort and you were uh, had a very you can say sheltered upbringing and some and suddenly you were put on the street one day and you oh, I am on Mars <laughs> so uh, so it's it's a kind of uh, I mean so you will and suddenly while while they were ragged some uh, some students call their home to know that uh, Papa, my cast is here. So, these people are asking. So, you know, so, okay. Anand, last word. Then so last word. Yeah, you know, the point you were making about assertion hmm. for people being oppressed. Very quickly, in one sentence, I can say it's the difference between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Hmm. Which is what? Both are fine, I think. You, you know, that's right. as simple as I think that. both are needed. That's where and, I, and can I, I stand make an observation that. that Mr. Harrod, in his piece, he, he not only gets personal, but he cannot offer much evidence to substantiate his charge that, you know, Guha has very little understanding of caste. Look, you know, I think anger and bitterness cannot be your only sort of card in a public discourse. No, but you know, he's... You're engaging in the field of ideas. I think, you know, that need not define any side, you know, anger and bitterness. 
I mean, then we can't have a debate. That's true. No, That's... I don't agree with that. And this is again another. I think bitterness is completely justified, and I think that bitterness needs bitterness space. Bitterness is never justified. Manisha. It is, but we can say that because we have we don't have like I said yesterday much to be bitter about. No, there are people who genuinely a... have no. reasons to be bitter. I'll... I would be damn bitter if I was Dalit. I would not take this. It is tough for me to get a job. It is tough for me to compete. I mean, my wife tells me that you know she is disadvantaged because she is a woman. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm bitter as a woman also. Yeah, a lot of see a lot of mediocre men just rise. She has a greater right reason. to be angry with everything. पर्सनल I yeah, I I think that yeah but I think it makes an argument weak it may be personal but if you are entering the space for public discourse and you want to be taken seriously and want more people to listen to you it helps if you can somehow be stronger and bigger and fight that bitterness and then put your point across I think it's more effective I think what Vivek is saying is true if you want to take out your bhadas you are justified in taking out your bhadas but then you are not doing what you are achieving to do which is change people's mind but i think it makes an invalid points and on the point of ramguhan not knowing caste he's going by what he's written he's not saying i mean he's not looking into his works or whatever but he's saying from he's from taken, his piece he's taken one instance but it's very apparent from that piece uh, you know when when ramguha sheds tears when raja ji dies and uh, he's you know, a 14 year old boy point that you know it is not a piece published in swarajya but it is it, it, it's an it's extract from his from book, his book yeah. uh, makers of modern india usne huh. right. you know ramguha is a 14 year old boy when raja ji dies and he probably faithfully chronicling what he felt at that time you know this this kind of political correctness then will impede people writing oral histories and you know and and recording no, something which they may have felt it became problematic because a politician said it otherwise Come you on, have always couple there referred as can you be okay with a, a white man saying i cried more because a white man died So, like my he says my tears flowed more freely because someone from my own community yeah, but a tamilian brahmin died yeah, in today's that is you would be 14 but i yeah, think he's writing old. it as a 40 year old man or a 30 year old yeah, man yeah but he's still I mean, accurately still reflecting to, what he felt at the time but that reminiscence must also come with the context of so what past I, 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 i think if I we are never, discussing ramchandra guha i would say he hasn't grown beyond his age 14 my growing up years okay we're moving on a quick email from Ravi Prasad Ravi Prasad says dear team news laundry i don't know which stone age i was living in because even being a so called tech and social savvy person i was not exactly aware of something like this ever existed he's referring to hafta i was aware that something called news laundry as a new startup was there but certainly not aware that you guys are true nationalist <laughs> arnav has taught me this language then he goes on to say um, it's wonderful what we do but i'm not but then he says i'm not here to applaud you guys only you guys always know you're doing a great job the point i want to make here has been that i've been watching a old show starting from can you take it to the fb live on modi youtube relationship and i'm completely engrossed to your youtube channel i'm happy that i'm finally watching something which has some level of sanity but at the same time i feel sad and helpless when i see the total number of views on your shows i don't know if i'm making any sense at all but that's what i genuinely feel according to me this should reach the mass audience i understand the limitations but as a greater cause it should at least reach the people who are digitally active 
I don't know, but it should. I work in advertising, so obviously I can think of doing a few things as like ad campaign. Um, hope you'll take this as constructive feedback. We really need to increase our number of views. Regards, Ravi. Ravi, thank you so much for the kind words and the wonderful things you've said. We, um, I know what you're saying, and I, I'd love it if I could, you know, somehow uh, boast about News Laundry getting as many hits as I don't know um, uh, Kim Kardashian's butt. But I doubt that. Met- metaphorically that was a very uh, wrong. As many hits as her butts, or Met- a piece that talks about her butt. You know what I mean. Yeah. political characters. The piece about when she tweeted a picture. What I mean, how many what hits? What political characters? You saying? I hope it gets as many hits as her butt. Okay, I meant as many hits as that piece. You know when they let's yeah. say yeah, carry on, carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. We, we get yeah, we, we know yeah. what you mean. You know, yeah. breaks the internet. But R <laughs> is not based an advertising based model you've made all of us imagine those photographs now thank so you so now but the point i, I want to make is that we decided that not decided after a lot of thinking that there is a reason the logic behind having a subscriber only model because then you don't go for hits and there are many people who make barbs at us on social media are tere itne hits hain itne hits hain tere troll types you know whose understanding of of the space is limited but that's the route we've chosen and we hope more people will subscribe and keep us alive because i do think that is the future aur isi note par ek dukh bhara gana hum bhai jo kar rahe hain wahi kar rahe hain like this song jo raah chuni tune are jo raah chuni tune usi raah pe rahi chalte jana re भागना नहीं है you've not tried your best or you've tried your best um uh, to see, make a piece popular right so it's not that we don't boost pieces we boost pieces on social media also pieces that we think you know can get us more hits i mean very transparently although this should be you know told in confidence uh, our strategy there are three funnels the largest funnel is discovery people will have to discover news laundry only yeah. then will they subscribe they won't suddenly think of us we exist so we on that yes page views are important but once a certain amount let's say a million people have discovered us out mm. of that if you can convert 10000 into subscribers those 10000 is important to me i don't have to discover another 10 million but with the plummeting ad rates i'll have to keep going for 10 million then 20 million and 40 million views and that is never going no, to be sustainable that, that, that is a mad game i mean so so I, yeah so i don't I, think anybody can emerge a winner yeah so we actually do monitor how much traffic we're getting okay. and we do make sure that we try to you know increase it by 5 10 15% month on month but we don't compare ki uske 10 million hai hamare bhi 8 million hone chahiye uske 10 million hai kyunki uske 10 million se uska advertiser aayega hamara nahi aayega so that is the logic conscientious capitalism and as journalists we do really try and try hard to get the pieces ready it's not as if we just write hmm. for ourselves and think ha apne liye blog pe likh rahe hain i mean whenever you write something you do really want it to be read at the end of the day and we make efforts towards that end yeah so but yeah i, I do still think that the danger of complacency is there so we shall fight it 
Now, moving on. Manisha, you started this one. We've discussed on Awful and Awesome, but the three films that have been refused certification by uh, the Information Broadcasting Ministry. One is on Rohit Vimula, uh, the scholar who committed suicide. And it was a major caste issue, the Dalit scholar. Uh, then there is one on Kashmir and the student agitation at the Jawaharlal Nehru University. Meanwhile, there is a film coming out, apparently, before the next election, produced by Ashok Pandit, the slightly lunatic man who's shouting every other night when Major Arya and General Bakshi are on leave. They say, Tua ke thoda. On Sonia, on, on uh, uh, basically Manmohan Singh. And meanwhile, there's also one being made on Sanjay Gandhi and Indira Gandhi. What I find fascinating is, and please start, Manisha, A, that we still need an INB ministry certification to screen a film at a film festival. How disgusting is that? And secondly, whether it is filmmakers or journalists, they really become very brave while making films and strings on the opposition. <laughs> like the Republic and the film. I would love to see, I mean, if I announce a film on Modi to be released at the same time before the next election, which one do you think will get into trouble at CBFC? Look, this fest, forget this festival, but it is this general trend of just buckling down. A private festival like Mami last year didn't allow the screening of a Pakistani movie. That's a private film festival. They didn't need any certification. They didn't need any permissions. They decided not to. So it is, I mean, uh, if a private film festival can make those kind of accommodations when it doesn't need to, it's a state, Kerala Film Festival, state film, state organized film festival, right? Where I it's guess so. I, I, I don't know, you know, what it falls under. Although, you know, this, whether it comes to national or not, is something that I'm confused about. Maybe uh, Vivek can also shed some light on it because he's written a book on IPL. I always wondered whenever they say BCCI should come under RTI, they say it's a private body. So you cannot bring it under RTI. But when, whether the Indian team should take part in any ICA tournament, then the government will give a green signal. I don't understand how that works. Vivek? I, I, think, I think now with uh, the Supreme Court taking charge of BCCI, BCCI completely, I think they might as well bring it on, under RTI. Anand. Anand and Anand on your, this INB ministry and the two films that are being released. Mr. Vardhan. No, uh, I am guilty of not knowing enough about it. So, okay. uh, so uh, but I think if it has been uh, not allowed, then whoever the authorities are, they have an exaggerated view of impact of films on people. So even if it, so uh, uh, even if I if I have made up up mind on something, I will not be influenced by saying some uh, by seeing some favorable or some uh, you, uh, contrarian de- dis- uh, depiction of something uh, because maybe idiots like me may be making that film so hmm. so so why so uh, so much uh, be influenced by them anyways hmm. and in the times of youtube and all in fact the rohit film film they then released it on youtube right now you can right. watch it yeah that of course you can't so, stop. i mean Mr. It's ridiculous to not just... No, I mean, basically it stems with the fact, first of all, there should be nothing like the censor board. Hmm. It should be, it should only certify films. Correct. Right, so you can actually write or do it. But, of course, we have constitutionally uh, endowed people to go against freedom of speech and expression. And, you know, this is continuing the glorious tradition starting from Nehru, you know, uh, the, the censor board, the way it operated through Indira Gandhi, Congress, BJP, NDA1, NDA2. So they're basically the cowards. They don't want to listen to another point of view. And uh, it is nothing specific to BJP. Everyone is in it, including people who are celebrated, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, you can call liberals like Kushwan Singh. 
okay everyone is in in this game and this is an indian genetic trait if i can say this there has to be a gene of cowardice that all of us have amongst our 3 Film billion by, as a uh, eminent f- filmmaker as satyajit ray on Ke- sikkim yes was banned by banned. indira gandhi g- yeah. government right. Uh, hundreds of examples and you talk of mamata banerji you know uh, banning f- uh, facebook cartoons and uh, everyone's in it but everyone's you know the, uh, while while i agree that it's always been there i uh, i tend not to go down that road purely because the pace of change in the last 3 decades has been more than i'd say what it has been in the last 100 years so another word india 2017 and india 1970 I'm saying world 2017 and world 1970 is a very different place. So what is irreverent today and what was irreverent then is usually different. So a I tend to have a problem in the same standards being applied, you know, across 3 or 4 decades because the world has changed. What democracy means has changed. Uh, so I don't think we're applying the same standards. We're just saying that in that system there were people who disagreed with yes, free speech and they banned it and every generation and thinks the same i know but this mm-hmm. government seems to believe more on it i would say yeah, i, I mean, haven't like a no, film see, on rohit vemula it's not about no, a politician think, no, it's I about can, nothing I, I, no i can uh, you know tell you why this government believes more in it because where you come from matters this government is an rss product whether they say it's a cultural organization or not every chief minister other than yogi ji is rss uh, you know kya kehta hai patrakar bol raha tha main RSS pracharak you know that chief minister all RSS pracharaks they are kind of so, patrakars they are kind of patrakars and if you read about the RSS RSS is not exactly uh, understand the values of freedom of speech and dissent and it is it's like expecting a uh, the army to manufacture democrats the army is not a democratic organization it cannot be you cannot have suddenly a second lieutenant or a major saying generally you know i don't think we should do that we should do this as at that time you obey you can tell me later what is right or wrong so i definitely think this government has a bigger problem but the big the problem bigger than that that i have is that journalists who one would expect more from and here i'll come to you know the entire pranoy roy and ndtv and that whole thing that happened in the press club everybody becomes very brave when dealing with an opposition like when i saw um, you know uh, that the the like my big we haven't discussed arnam for so long but republic like what lalu did with the journalist was shocking and i think that guy hats off his name is um, parikshit luthra parikshit luthra i really think he's wasted in the republic he should really go somewhere where he can get to do journalism because to maintain that calm and confidence in that condition some very senior journalist what we call senior journalist i'm saying it in in, in air quotes will not be able to do it he did it he didn't sound insane like you know uh, this one arnab and his chela's sound he sounded completely confident but i would like to and then after that aditya raj call at this side said and then they saying we are so brave are yaar lalu ko main bhi kar dun aaj mera bhatija kar de 6 saal ka amit shah ko karke batana jab upa power mein tha inme se kisi ki auqat thi rahul sir se baat karne ki after he was out of power remember this journalist from uh, india today tv when he shoved her she shoved her back how dare you I've seen these guys yaar they didn't have the nuts to bloody say anything to the gandhis when the upa was in power today they want us to believe they are brave because they are taking on lalu yadav and the janta is buying this shit that is my problem no uh, i i agree with you on what you said that uh, this is a completely selective 
um, uh, daredevilry, if I can call it that, of Republic journalists, okay? Uh, but, uh, and let me give you an example. You see, there was this, um, this man in the army who, um, Tony Blair said something regarding him and he committed suicide. This is regarding the Iraq war. Hmm. And Tony Blair flew to Japan that night that this man, I forget, they were, oh, sexed up. There was a brochure that was sexed, sexed up. up. yes. Yeah, there was a scandal there. And as soon as Tony Blair landed in Japan on the tarmac, a BBC journalist asked him, Mr. Prime Minister, have you got blood on your hands? Right? Now, he didn't behave like Lalu, right? But that's a different matter. Here was a BBC journalist funded by the government or the people or whatever asking the Prime Minister, have you got... so?" The other thing is, we forget that, according to me, I, I, I go with the starting point that Republic is not going to be anti-government. That's my starting point. Now, how do we go further from there? My thing is that there is ample expo uh, exposure uh, needed to expose the, the so-called you know, opposition, you can call it, uh, the other parties, and Republic is going to do that. So that, ca that can be good for the system. If we believe, and I do, that Republic is completely selective, not objective at all, right? I mean, it's not that you can't say that, look, Are bhai, uh, don't expose Lalu because you're not exposing BJP. You can't say that, right? You go with the starting point that the Arnab is not going to, Arnab is going to be like a, a, a wet cat behind a lamppost when it comes to Amit Shah and Narendra Modi and all that. But let him expose Lalu if you go with that line, right? And likewise, what NDTV was doing when UPA was in power, they weren't exposing any UPA scams, they were exposing or whatever. The but nor was anyone else, na? Right. Why so only NDTV? Like we the Vadra case, hmm. and we've discussed this, everyone had the Vadra case, but it took Arvind Kejriwal to hold a press conference, na? It's not only, no one had the nuts to do it. What I'm saying is, there is a certain amount of space. And Vivek, you know, after this, we just like your views, sorry. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, there is a certain amount of space as a journalist if your job is to talk tell truth to power you know one can even pick on let's say Lok Satta Party JP and I can start digging out his stuff uh, bhai, if I have certain resources and I claim to do journalism which is a public interest exercise you're doing it on someone who's not relevant so that's, that's if, my point if I can twist your lovely phrase that you said the role of journalists as you said should be to tell truth to the power in our case, in India, the role of journalists is to tell truth to the lost power. Yeah, <laughs> that is it. We accept that. Vivek, could you comment um, on that, please? Abhinandan, when you discuss the NDTV case, you know, I have sort of few observations about, you know, uh, who the government is targeting by this sort of, you know, going after NDTV. Yeah, please start. So on any, that seg segment, I'll... Any order, you can start with this and move on to NDTV. After that, Vardhan can come in. Okay. Okay. The, um, my view is that this government is not any more or less opposed to freedom of speech compared to any other government, say, take the UPA government uh, before this or um, the NDA one. You know, um, you, you've had several cases where I, I remember uh, reading Vinod Mehta, you know, who's written about how Brajesh Mishra hounded uh, uh, Rajan Raheja. You know, uh, over critical yes. stories that Outlook was doing. And uh, Shekhar Gupta narrates one story of, you know, firstly meeting Vajpayee and complaining about Vijesh Mishra and telling the Prime Minister that, yeah, you have done a lot of PMO. Se. So, that's and, and I remember one... Uh, uh, Tehelka, uh, Vivek. Tehelka going after uh, uh, 
Devina uh, Sharma. I mean, that was a famous case. Yeah, yeah. Hammer yeah. Tong. Yeah. And, and and I remember a Punya Prasun Vajpayee interview that Madhu Trehan did. You know, where he openly talks about this. This is 2012, 2013, at the height of the Anna movement, etc. Where you know the government has constituted a five-member committee to manage headlines. and you know where, where editors are openly briefed and told what line to take and uh, vajpayee as a senior journalist he says that a lot, lot, lot of people did that so you know how different is that from say a government uh, trying to go after uh, a media company which often says things that it doesn't want to hear my view is that uh, you know all this is uh, carefully calibrated you know this is mr modi pressing the piano keys to produce the kind of score that his audience likes to hear you know think of modi as this patel family as you know he sees not just a political leader or a prime minister but uh, you know uh, he he's seen as a sort of father figure in his sort of vast uh, support base Hmm. No, and uh, you look at all. This is like this MSG. Is, this is a giant monkey bath. Even governance is a giant monkey bath that Modi is having with his audience. Hmm. Uh, look at everything. You know, demonetization. You know, I'm going to these Amiro. You know, we will extradite the extradite We will do surgical strikes. Hum you know, there is this growing um, dissatisfaction in the right wing. uh that yaar jobs to create ho nahi rahe hain hmm there is no visible prosperity acche din nahi aa rahe nahi nahi aa rahe aane bade mushkil hain to so you're saying uh, this is in compensation for that compensation for that and and if you if, if you see there is been a huge clamor you know among the sort of yeah, there was a restiveness are yaar yaar kuch uh, acche din to nahi aa rahe lekin aap wadra ke piche nahi ja rahe ho you know aap ndtv to aap sare ministers aap ndtv ko aap interview to dete hi dete ho You know, so this is, you know, if everything is that they are doing, we are doing. Our daddy knows, you know. Sure. Like, you know, if you, if you follow football, um, you know, uh, there is this great saying in Arsenal football club that Wenger knows. You know, Wenger hmm. is like the father figure of hmm. the club. He knows, he knows, he knows which players to buy, what to do at what time. So Modi knows. You know, you keep your head cold. Daddy knows. Daddy will do. बस ये नहीं कि उत्साह आपका कम नहीं होना चाहिए क्योंकि जॉब्स नहीं हो रही हैं प्रोस्पेरिटी नहीं क्रिएट हो रही है वक्त लगता है और मुझे पांच साल चाहिए आप तो आके तब तक तब तक लेट लेट पीपल शेयर दैट एनडीटीवी की हम थोड़ी यू नो गोइंग आफ्टर देम एनडीटीवी पीपल आर सेइंग अरे यार क्या एनडीटीवी तो बच गया अब हम नहीं बचा ना तो करेंगे करेंगे धीरे-धीरे सब करेंगे मिस्टर वर्धन योर व्यू ऑन बोथ द यस जर्नलिज्म ऑफ करेज एंड जर्नलिज्म ऑपोजिशन Yes, the Tony Blair one was not a brochure; it was a dossier. What did he say? I said bro- sexta brochure. Huh. Huh. Sorry, sexta dossier. Yeah. yeah. Second thing is speaking truth to power. So the Lalu case is, of course, uh, speaking truth to power. You should not forget that he is in power in Bihar. Hmm. So, so he is in power. He is the his two sons are deputy chief ministers there, hmm. and uh, he is uh, the. linchpin of the alliance to say that he is just a opposition figure is factually wrong hmm. in terms of his state politics he is in power and uh, uh, the scams that he have been accused of is a cash of ben- of benefiting from that power hmm. so that is one case so uh, i am writing about that uh, means uh, means 
that is a very what uh, we saw lalu doing is a very mild case hmm. he is dismissive of journalists in patna he deals in mcs and bcs there hmm. and you uh, uh, ask patna based journalists they will tell you it is just that he was unnerved by barrage of questions and something slipped freudian slip kind of thing hmm. but uh, he he has a very different uh, facade in delhi hmm. yeah. but it's true i've never seen him this angry like it's it's weird like he suddenly loses it and he's like chup mukka maring and all like no, haven't does, seen he him. does that hmm. uh, so i was referring that uh, two years back saba nakvi wrote a piece where he uses all expletives uh, in mcs and bcs in front of her and another women journalist but after t- two years uh, so he wins uh, yeah. sabha with her ch- with his charm and he, she writes <laughs> she, she writes a very sympathetic yeah. piece mm. and uh, so mm, he will always be this repository of rustic wit mm. which Del- delhi media wants to mine and he knows his importance as a, an uh, as an entertainment item on prime time so uh, but you have not seen his other side hmm. anyways so the, uh, what was the other so thing so i'm no my point was that this entire having the courage to go after rahul gandhi or these guys now and while you are right technically that you know uh, i mean it's like saying that if they went after bjp during upa you, bjp was in power in mcd so a media house should be perfectly justified in saying we are talking truth to power because bjp is in power and mcd mm-hmm. when i say power it is not literally who does the bihar state come under the chief minister of bihar i'm talking about who is the big daddy right now who is the msg of india and that, that is, is a, <laughs> that is relative who are you going to take up now so so you will say that uh, please don't take a on cpim in kerala because he is just heading a the party is heading a state government only no, don't i'm saying it's not the same up, thing uh, say that what what is that karnataka chief minister because he heads a congress government no that is a fallacious argument no, no, to begin no i'm not saying with. don't take up i am saying when you take up a battle who you take it up with is what people will judge your bravery on so your assumption that i am saying don't and you often make this assumption i'm saying don't do this or don't do this i'm the last person to say don't do this or do this i will say do whatever the fuck you want but once you do that you will be judged on that and judging on the kind of attacks republic tv is doing i would call their journalism cowardly of a level that i have not seen in my entire fucking life because oh, they are kissing the ass it may be of, yeah. it may be selective but it is not cowardly totally it, selective it, as it i is, said it may be selective but not but not, not cowardly and it is a case of speaking truth to power i ca- mm, l- it is cowardly one has to accept it anand but uh, it is totally selective and you see it's not i don't know one has to ex- this is a starting point as i said one has to accept that in india uh, it's been ages since i actually uh you know saw fearless journalism it really nee, has been yes abhi nahi hai i think yeah. like often on all journalists i mean no and journalists <laughs> it's not an organization there are good journalists in different organizations that do individuals there are individual journalists that no organization has ever whatever okay, star um, i just want to uh, quickly get into the loan waivers and you know vivek if you could talk about this and mr vardhan and ranga ankur um the farm loan waiver i'm talking about the you know the moral dilemma what what they call the hazard moral the hazard. moral hazard in economic terms 
of uh, ADAG loan of 75,000 crore versus a 30,000 crore waiver. Um, yes, we've heard the bad economics, good politics line, which I disagree with. But I, I don't have a position on this, by the way. I'd just like to know, um, our panel, do you have a position on this? Is it inevitable? Is it good? Is it bad? Is there any other way? Or can you just allow such a large chunk of a population to be broken by debt? Vivek, why don't you go first? Um, see, there is, there is a moral hazard, you know, whether it is for a corporate or for the farming sector uh, as a whole. Um, I, I think we are barking up the wrong tree also here in terms of say, this whole farm sector crisis. Um, you know, there are other ways of addressing this. There are obviously plenty of structural issues here. You know, the farm sector is, is pretty much broken. You know, uh, in my travels to Karnataka and Tamil Nadu, um, I found that farming is actually, you know, it, 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 you must be really crazy to be a farmer. You know, I, I, I don't know how they make uh, their ends meet. Where there is 1.5 holding acres, hardly your annual income is going to be about 30,000, 35,000. You know, it is, it is that bad. I think there needs to be some fundamental uh, addressing of this issue rather than just, you know, waving off farm loans. I think know, farm loan... It's just a band-aid solution. But until best. then, is this inevitable, Vivek? Sorry? Until there's a fundamental change in how we approach the rural economy, is this yes. inevitable? Yes, yes. It is inevitable. Manisha, you were saying... It is inevitable that. because politicians are lazy and I don't think a lot of the protests are not really about farm labor, uh, about fa- loan waivers. It is about making agriculture sustainable for them. And that is what the government really has to address. What Vivek is talking about. Why? How does it become a viable option for someone? And mm-hmm. that is really the that is really what farmers are protesting about also. Right, uh, Mr. Vardhan. Also, uh, I didn't read that bit. The you know first email that I read, he you he had said that you're talking of the deification of the farmer. You know we discussed this last mm-hmm. time in farm, um, and and why it was not entirely accurate. You know there's inevitability to the farmers being the okay. bottom of the pile. But yeah, do you think it's inevitable? I mean it has to. Whether you call it it's an economic moral hazard, Carlo, it is a problem, but there's no other way until we... Or do you think there is another way in the short term also? No, even the waivers would not uh, address large number of farmers because large number of farmers are still not integrated with the banking system. So w- what kind of farmer takes loans who at least has access to the banking system? So And uh, banks also give loans to a certain kind of farmers. So, so That's very true, actually, so, come to think of it. Most of them must yeah. be just so, local money lenders, right? So they don't benefit from this waiver. And the, see, the shift from uh, uh, agrarian sector to the uh, service sector, so what we have bypassed is the manufacturing one. So uh, that uh, gap, that gap uh, means there, uh, there is too much burden on uh, too less land. So uh, a lot of people, despite uh, agriculture's uh, diminishing uh, contribution to GDP, it's uh, uh, there are uh, the dependence of population on agriculture 
has not uh, reduced diminished the same yeah that was again the same point that that mail made which i didn't uh, read significantly yeah. so uh, and uh, maybe because we have bypassed that manufacturing phase so uh, and that is one second is that uh, if uh, the policy makers are reading too much uh, into farm societies uh, I, i am a bit uh, skeptic about farm societies uh, 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 so um, all farm societies are because of uh, uh, the um, problems really related to uh, agriculture i don't buy that that theory i f- think that that has been thrashed enough i think mihir yes mihir has sinat's uh, theory correct. about it and uh, even uh, we we may the farmer community is not perennial skeptics of uh, uh, police records but police investigations also point out that a uh, lot of farm societies are ne- not related to agricultural distress so uh, if policy makers are buying in, in, in too much of uh, agony of farm societies to make this farm we were uh, what we, what we call dual economy so uh, that also must be maybe a misreading of it is mm. now I'll, two points i'd like to make one is that i uh, in fact when uh, uh, you know I've, i've had a discussion with vivek yesterday when i interviewed him so do watch that interview where we discuss at length about not the uh, vivek but vivek call vivek call yes mm. uh, you know about the farm now the thing is uh, uh, anand varthan made a very important um, like the laconic uh, uh, remarks that he makes about the deification hmm. i actually agree with that mm-hmm. and uh, you see the, the whole point is agriculture the way it is practiced in our country is totally unsustainable and mm-hmm. as uh, vivek says you would have to be crazy i mean you know i'm not trying to denigrate the profession or you have farming, no options or you have no option right and i i disagree with uh, uh, anand vardhan when he says that uh, farmer suicides i am skeptical no i'm not because the 300000 farmer suicides over the last 15 years there is is way above statistical significance and it's not just uh, you know we're going by sainath who's deeply uh, invested in this process so i'm not talking he might not be objective but there are un reports there are a lot of reports on this scientifically people have proven that farmer suicides are to do with the agricultural distress so you know that's that's one thing the other thing is um, uh, swaminathan ayer wrote a very uh, uh, you know impressive piece with scientific data which somehow people missed during the time when upa gave the 60 70000 crore uh, waived off that loan uh, is absolutely right 85 to 92% of farmers actually pay back their loans hmm this is remarkable and yet we find uh, i mean now the latest report uh, in bloomberg says that by the end of all this farmer uh, loan waiver business will be short, the government will be short by 4 lakh crore rupees right so you know this is uh, socialism gone completely yeah, mad and i think and it's it's apples and oranges to compare it with corporate loans and all that but that's a uh, different matter no oh, oh what, just to say yeah. i didn't say that all societies have mm-hmm. uh, are not related i said the scale of it Uh, so uh, may not be as alarming uh, as it may be so all of them sinath would make as i said because them, he's invested all of but them are not you know. related to farm distress that that was my limited point yeah okay i have one quick email to read then i just have one more issue quickly to discuss please keep your recommendations on standby uh, and then we'll come back and discuss malia f- for a bit and then we can wind up uh, this mail is from abdul basid Hello News Laundry team a huge fan of NL Hafta and of course a subscriber curious to the work which you guys are doing i just thought of contributing some points in improving the show further Abdul goes on to talk about the hafta duration he says he heard us read out mails which said that 
the podcast duration should be 20 minutes and not an hour and a half he disagrees he says my obsession with serial got him into podcasts and you know the most popular podcasts are 40 to 50 minutes long and not 20 minutes so the current the hafta duration is one and a half to two hours and he says it should be that long then again now here i would like all the team members to take note he says there should be presence of the core team members in every episode abhinandan madhu anand r anand v manisha we should be there in every hafta and he says i understand that some of you are traveling and you have other stuff to do but it'd be great because we are available on phone no matter where we are we should be part of hafta i'd you know love to do this i've only missed i think two haftas in the last two and a half years and i'll be missing next weeks as well just warning you uh, same here uh, so but but we'll try but it's sometimes not possible because we have five people at any given time at the hafta and message to anand ranganathan uh, and also he says everyone should come prepared for the hafta don't come and say i have nothing to say then he says anand we share a common background with tamil atheist most of the time i usually agree with your opinions but in the latest episode i had two disagreements with your statement i'd like to bring them to your notice your comments on ndtv i know you have your reasons behind your statements but i feel when you convey such a strong statement against someone we must provide our reasons as well so that the listeners can get a better idea as well on the same issue edigon's quote there is no moderate or immoderate islam islam is islam and that's it you said you disagree with this statement as well may i know the reasons for this as well i was brought up by an orthodox muslim family and i tend to agree with the statement islam is simple you follow the quran and what the prophet says i don't i still can't wonder how we divide islam into moderate or radical or whatever technical suggestion that the pop up window shouldn't come so often to subscribers especially those who are already subscribed <laughs> okay i shall yeah, pass that on person. to the tech team and uh, the mobile app doesn't allow you to take off from where you had stopped i know um, you know abdul that's a problem we are going to fix that in the next version of the podcast but there's a comp- very complex reason why that's happening but we are going to fix that soon just give us a couple of months it's a complicated new design we're coming up with <laughs> so uh, okay now let's come to vijay malya um you know uh, the rohatgi case there's not much to discuss and farmland we've discussed this is what the judge has said okay he says aaron watkins but aaron watkins kya bol sakte hum lagan dugna lagan is dar vijay malya pe lagayega ki nahi lagayega he asked are indians normally very prompt in their responses they have taken 6 months so far and we haven't got any further further forward in the last 6 weeks noting december 4 for two week hearing on the malya extradition now on the one hand they are saying ki we want malya back on the other hand he is actually a very small defaulter compared to some of the bigger ones who are i believe the power sector is going to have a whole domino of defaults soon let's see what happens if that happens is isn't this the most complicated relationship between the government my song is also related to that only by the way mr vijay malya do we want him back do we not want him back thoughts mr vardhan what he do you think he was under this government that he ran away so so obviously someone don't explain. steal my words please <laughs> So do they want him back or do they not and does it really matter or is it just optics they hope okay i think he is not a big face i mean even by the standards of crony capitalism he is not a big face and uh, but he can be a trophy <laughs> so, nice he's not so, a big fish but he can be a trophy but he can be a trophy hmm. uh, whether there is a willing uh, delay about bringing him back uh, obviously i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Rangankal. See, here one line answers diya karo, please. Haan, batao. One line answer hai, BJP is totally culpable in this. They let the fellow escape. Bas full stop lagao uske aage. Aur discussion karne ki zaruti nahi hai. Wo kal Sambit Patra in Republic TV that, you know, going hammer and tongs after this guy, giving explanations, nahi hum wapis laayenge. Incidentally, one aggrieved Kingfisher employee, I forget her name. Hmm. She was there, I oh, saw. Oh, blasted the hell out of Patra. It was brilliant. I forget Neetu or someone like yeah. that. But you know, it's useless to talk about this because these guys are to blame. Yeah. Pehle jaane diya, uske baad kare laayenge, laayenge. No, I agree with Anand. So, I mean, it was under this government that he was allowed to go. Yeah. So, okay. But so, I'm, I'm really amazed at his cheek, yeah. Like he said, you keep dreaming about the 900 billion dollars, hmm. Malia. Like it's. Yeah. He, he, he is just like, ah. No, but he was rattled <laughs> the second time. I I did see that. But uh, please. Incidentally, keep he was answering only the. Uh, उनका तुम्हें जवाब नहीं दूंगा टेलीविजन के लिए कुछ कुछ साल पहले मुझे डायबिटीज है तो मैंने रेस्टोरेंट कॉफी मैंने कहा शुगर फ्री तो वो मेरी तरफ वेटर वेटरस ने इतनी घृणा की मुद्रा में देखा ऑफ कोर्स शुगर इज फ्री कि कीड़े काले हम चार्ज नहीं करेंगे तो मैं भी वो गुस्सा मैंने कहा आंटी पैसे की नहीं बांटते आई हैव डायबिटीज डायबिटीज यू नो शुगर सब्सिट्यूट फिर वो जरा पिघली नहीं तो उसने तुमने डांट दिया था कि कीड़े तू फ्री खाना है तो खा ले ले तो वो भी हिंदुस्तानी से ऐसे बात करते हैं नहीं बट यू डू लुक लाइक अ फ्रेंच आर्टिस्ट टू बी ऑनेस्ट ठीक है और कोई नहीं मिला व्हाट डू यू थिंक विवेक मालिया इज इट इज इट आर दे जस्ट लाइक कन्हैया सेड वेरी वेल इन अ स्पीच हु आई थिंक इज वन ऑफ द बेस्ट कम्युनिकेटर्स यू हैव ही सेज मोदी जी कन्हैया कुमार मोदी जी हमें हर दो चार महीने एक बॉल खेल देते हैं खेलने को और हम उसे खेलते रहते हैं चाहे वो हो डिमोनाटाइजेशन चाहे वो बीफ चाहे वो मालिया मुद्दा कुछ और होता है वो पास हो जाता है इज 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 मालिया द बॉल दैट वी आर प्लेइंग विद वेयर इज समथिंग बिगर एंड स्मॉल सिनेस्टर्स हैपनिंग मालिया ही विल बी सॉर्ट ऑफ यू नो प्रॉब्ली कॉट टेरिजा में बोल्ड नरेंद्र मोदी यू नो बिग स्कल्प 2019 इफ यू लुक एट द केस यू नो स्टिल दे दे टॉकिंग अबाउट व्हाट दे कॉल केस मैनेजमेंट यू नो द एक्चुअल वो हियरिंग वेयरिंग तो दिसंबर जनवरी तक चल जाएगी हमारा सब गड़बड़ होने वाला है सो आई थिंक द सॉन्ग दैट बेस्ट डिस्क्राइब्स वॉट इज हैिंग विद माल्या एंड द गवर्नमेंट इज दैट दे वॉन्ट हिम बट दे डोंट वॉन्ट हिम because you cannot become what you have become and run away without active participation of some of people within yeah. so now how do you get him but yet not get him uh, so this is i think what bjp would like to do vijay malya
इट्स फ्रॉम अजब गजब दिस इज फ्रॉम आस पास आस पास धर्मेंद्र धर्मेंद्र सो एनी वे सो आई थिंक दैट इज द कॉम्प्लिकेटेड नेचर ऑफ द रिलेशनशिप बिटवीन बीजेपी एंड मिस्टर माल्या सो विवेक वाइंट यू स्टार्ट विथ योर रिकमेंडेशन फॉर द वीक um you mean a reading recommendation or it can be watching whatever you think will add value to our listeners lives okay um this um, it's it's not a very new story it probably came uh, came out a month ago this is a story on bangalore's water wars by my friend saman subramanian which came out in the wired wired.com uh, i i happened to read it recently after i had written my own piece and uh, i thought it was a superbly written piece and you know wonderfully researched and someone who's a brilliant writer so yeah, you know, i would encourage good. your listeners to look up that piece by someone subramanian on bangalore's water wars hmm thank you for that uh, anand do yeah. you have any recommendation yes 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 uh manu joseph's ted talk in chennai it's very funny it's about nature of friendship in our times so okay so uh, that is one second is the uh, you see uh, one thing uh, that has uh, always uh, intrigued me is that uh, the nature of banal events which are of more concern to should be of more concern to people where which are not of political nature where, which involve two citizens so uh, like road accidents so in a city like delhi five people are daily killed on roads hmm. so on average five people and uh, uh, the national figure for uh, annual deaths uh, because of road accidents in the country is in lakhs and also the nature of crime where two citizens are involved it's not a very uh, uh, you can say attractive story for media because it does not involve politicians hmm. it does not involve uh, industrialists film stars or anything you cannot have punching bags or because it's a, an issue between two citizens who are your consumers so uh, but the daily uh, daily means a source of pain for citizens is, are these things means crime road accidents road rage True. It, we don't uh, we uh, means uh, don't talk about these things because uh, i think uh, Uh, journalism is too political mm, so so, so uh, uh, too political we need netas to bass up or something mm. or uh, so but uh, uh, why don't a uh, life has been lost because of an accident that's it nothing what is the farm policy what is the inflation going up what is what is doesn't matter because of the silliness or because of the rash driving of someone a life has gone so i'm not ever talking about civic journalism or citizen said journalism but journalists uh, are not interested in stories which are of more of more mundane interest that, that, that is thing i think uh, uh, um, uh, 
uh, we should uh, we have this tendency to are ye city report hai chhota sa hai are ye crime report hai isne usko chaku maar diya no kind of petty people we are we are reflected in the crimes we see so you like to see more such reports i like to see crime reports and city crime reports on the front page means mm. uh, and not about what modi said or what kriwal mm. said okay so, so, yeah. it's a very good observation yeah it's true rang uncle your recommendation in fact i'd like to recommend a piece uh, we didn't get time to discuss it but uh, jaggi's mia kalpa piece in swarajya <laughs> that's creating quite a wave about he's saying that i got things wrong, uh, yeah, wrong, wrong about, about demonetization in fact it has um, it's almost gone viral to the extent that other media organizations have written pieces on uh, jaggi like uh i think jansatta wrote a piece mm. on swarajya ke columnist jagannathan ne mm. i don't know how he, they put it harmani or something like mm-hmm. that but it's a hindi this thing it's a nice piece he's been gracious uh, at times i would say like he is uh, as abhinandan you find him as well and he gives a multitude of reasons now you see the thing is all along uh, and this is what i told mihir when he was here as well and this is the problem with i would say economists is that they have been dealing with this issue of demonetization from just from the lens of economics yeah numbers and jackie has done the same as well and you see the the mistake that has happened is a lot of people who still think that demonetization is not that much of a uh, you know was not that much of a disaster have come back with economic arguments that it is too early to say Which that it's a few. disaster they don't have they haven't come back with economic arguments they have come back with we don't know yet we don't know we yet don't take your take... economic arguments right, right. <laughs> but exactly one of the reasons i really like jaggi is although i disagree with him 90% of the times on issues or on where we stand on various things he has the self confidence and intelligence and maturity to not be you know uh, he not you know uh, become needlessly petty or yeah. argumentative which happens to, uh, yeah. yeah not i mean he's got tremendous wisdom experience and confidence so yeah. he talks in a calm hmm. kind of demeanor that if i am wrong it doesn't diminish me in any way which yeah. is why i really like jaggi yeah, he's like a tree laden with fruits as this yeah you know, so i think you know so he, but you see again the critic if i may say so that's why reading that piece is very important and this is what i i said a week after demonetization do not look at this as an economic disaster or an economic argument mm. because nations will recover mm. i mean we are talking of you know upa mein itna garbad ho gaya mm. 70000 uh, crore loan diya all that people have forgotten because the economy uh, you know there are bubbles that come there are bursts there are cycles where demonetization was a disaster is at a social level you mm. see so uh, but do read that piece you know yep. it's, it's a nice piece manisha so uh, in context of anand talking about crime reporting and banal events and reporting on that i actually want to suggest this piece called the bravest woman in seattle which is a it won the pulitzer and i was just reminded of uh, it with what anand said because of what such reporting how powerful this reporting can be actually if you really look into crime uh, this story is about a woman who lost her lover uh, she's a lesbian and uh, both of them were raped one night and the rapist killed her girlfriend and this piece is about the courtroom drama that follows and uh, because we were talking about dalits and dalits in the media uh, i want to recommend sudipto mandal's piece in al jazeera indian media wants dalit news but not dalit reporters okay very nice I'd like to recommend from one of my favorite podcasts Planet Money Free Love Free Market it's about how a commune embraced 
free love and through it the free market it's it's an interesting piece <laughs> and uh, it's a podcast it's a podcast yeah sorry it's not a piece it's a podcast and anand now you have given a commitment you have two debates to have with me one is of good islam bad islam and another objectivity i think uh, good islam bad islam mein to I had the final word if I remember I can't No <laughs> it was not on mic it was outside in the this thing but we have to yeah, do that Yeah sure no we have to find But uh, until then thank you all so much thank you Vivek for joining us all the from thank Bangalore you. do read Vivek's piece and do contribute because it takes him a week 10 days just to travel to do a piece like that then writing it putting it together so and you have to have a certain capacity experience and understanding of the subject to write a piece so it's journalism is, is not cheap and we'd like to pay you know journalists well so i urge you to please subscribe and contribute so that we can continue to do some good work and on that note thank you all so much pay to keep news free when the public pays the public is served when address we address served until next hafta bye bye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.